Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Kalina. What what a remarkable story that she has to tell. You're, I mean, you, you've got to go and check out her website. Uh, if if you're not in the car, um, go and go and check it out now and just read read her short short bio. And the the she's she's an activist. She's a speaker. She's a comedian. She's she's an actor. But most importantly, she's I would say she's a storyteller who 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 wants to get a message out there about how we need to listen in a more compelling, intentional, and effective way. And that's kind of what she's done. She's been telling her story, and she's got a new, uh, for years now, uh, in, a, in a variety of different mediums, and now she's got a new project she's working on, uh, a new album, actually, a new, uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's a country music album uh, called Everyone Has a Story. You're going to hear about that. You're going to hear about um, the, the the trauma and the abuse in her life and what she's what she's survived basically i mean it's 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 just it's a, it's a crazy crazy story that uh, kalita has to tell we talk about resilience and about about suicide we talk about dealing with your own truth and about how uh, we'd be living in a different world if we really all felt nourished and encouraged on a sort of an ongoing basis i mean what what, what kind of a world uh, would that be we also talk about bare land stratas um and and before you uh, search that uh, online uh, listen into the interview uh, kalita is coming right up and don't forget uh, face to face live.ca for more uh, podcasts we're well into our oh i don't know 310th interview i think and tiff is coming up soon and also rabble.ca for more information there about uh, not only about my podcasting but other other uh, uh, engaging and compelling podcasts as well kalita coming right up well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by another very special guest uh, with us here today online um, from from out west, I think, Vancouver. Vancouver, uh, Kalita. Vancouver. Is, Kalita is here with us today. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. All the way from Vancouver. Yep, beautiful British Columbia. 
it's still astounding to me what you can get done with a telephone these days. I mean, it's isn't it yeah, remarkable? I know. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Even the phone. Even the phone. So, 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 uh, so much to talk about. Uh, really looking forward to digging into some, some, uh, well, a lot of issues, I think. But I want, want to talk about your music and about about your history and what you're what you're up to currently. Really quickly, though, can can you sure. tell us what sort of got this call going? What was the catalyst for it? The this this project you're working on. Everyone has a story. It's 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 kind of a Kickstarter-like campaign. You're you're trying to raise some funds, and you're forty-two yep. percent of the way there, which I would yeah. say is pretty good. Um, yes, after two and a half weeks, that, I've been working it hard. <laughs> that's not bad, and you've got yeah. four, forty-two days left, so you're you're yeah. doing well, I would say. Yeah. Well, thank you. I need that encouragement every day. <laughs> well, well, you know what, David? For years now, I have been sharing my own story. Uh, did a TED talk. Five years ago down in the States, shared my story there. I've been sharing my story on stage, in my seminars, um, lots of women's events. And then uh, in the last couple of years, I wrote a song called Everyone Has a Story. Mm. And each verse deals with uh, different types of abuse. Mm. And um, that's been uh, part of my life, my own personal life. And it just seems that, you know, every other woman that I meet has come from some sort of background of, of abuse. And, and so it's been um, very prevalent in, in my work. And so as I wrote this song, um, the, the chorus of it is just a refrain, very simple. Everyone has a story and everybody needs to hear the words, I'm sorry. Mm. And so that message you know, I think it can apply to so many people. We realize there's so much hurt in this world, and sometimes all it takes is just a simple, I'm sorry. I work with a lot of women who have been, who come from backgrounds of childhood sexual abuse, and, you know, just those two words, I'm sorry, could could change the trajectory of their life and their emotional wounds. So all that to say, that the... Um, the content of the song and as I was throwing around titles you know with every album that I put out you know that's like a book or any kind of project you know your title your branding is is so key and I just kept coming back to everyone has a story because I think I think we're more interested in people's stories these days than probably ever before well, it seems to me it's the only way forward, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the idea of sitting around a, a, a campfire listening to stories, yeah. uh, you know, when you share a meal, yeah. uh, a good conversation mm-hmm. on the phone, like, you know, we're, yeah. we're having and about to have and yeah. all of that. I mean, a great film, uh, yeah. great books. I mean, it's it, this is this is I mean, isn't it how we learn? Isn't isn't this the way we learn how to you know be better human beings? How mm-hmm. to uh, I mean how do we actually learn how to say sorry? We listen to other people's stories. Yeah, exactly. And 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 then we let we hope we let them mm-hmm. you know work work from the inside out. Yeah, and the thing that I come up uh, come across so much of the time is that people who have been deeply wounded think that they're the only ones that have experienced right. that particular thing. And so a lot of people, you know, I've met women seniors that they've never told anyone their story. They're still holding so much in. And what I'm all about, because I held mine in for many years, and once I think you step out of that cage and find 
the freedom that there is in in allowing yourself to be vulnerable is that you can you can relate to so many more people you can empathize with people and you can encourage other people that hey you're not alone there's a universal story here and well, you know, and then we embrace each other. We understand each other better. And, and Kalita, isn't that isn't that what what I mean? Isn't that the deep irony about it? You know, we when we yeah. when we when we're hurting, we retreat, and what we yeah. need the most is to to be able to share it to almost almost wear our heart on our sleeve in a way. It seems to me to to hopefully yeah. bring others into our community. It yeah. might be just a community of two or three. But yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, yeah. When I say share your story, I mean we have to still find a safe place. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. That's important. So you're a singer, you're a comedian, you are a life coach. You've you've worked on stage with Katie Lang, Reba McIntyre, Jim Carrey, Tommy Hunter show. I mean, come on, <laughs> how crazy is that? You know? I did the Tommy Hunter show eight times. Wow, that's yep. so cool. With some pretty cool stars, I. Anyone that's worked with Tommy Hunter has a story worth telling. That's that's what I think is you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's, you know, Canadian legend, you know, every, I don't know whether it's a Friday or Saturday night, people used to be in front of their TVs, CBC, watching Tommy Hunter. At least I did. I grew up in rural Alberta. Okay. Um, I'm very sorry about that. Yeah. (laughs) My parents were farmers and ranchers. And so, you know, in in the early days of my childhood, you know, it was just a black and white TV with a couple of channels. And so, whoa, Tommy Hunter. I mean... Seriously, that's where, uh, you know, I I heard some of my first, well, it wasn't live music, but live on TV. Sure, yeah. What was, yeah. okay, so that's horrible. What was the other show that everyone listened to? Uh, that, that, oh. Come on. The other con- country show? There was another country show. Well, there was... Um, Hee-haw. Country, ho- country Hoedown. Country Hoedown. I don't remember that one. And Don Messer's Jubilee. Oh, okay. Remember that one? That was from out east, and Anne Murray used to be on that oh. one years ago. This is like the Beachcombers era, right? Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Beachcombers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've been to where they filmed that out here. Oh, is that right, eh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, well, I mean, clearly you've got quite a quite a past as an entertainer. I mean, you've got so, yeah. so many stories to share, and it seems to me what you know when I when I spend a bit of time on your website and and we've chatted in the past, it seems like you're you're bringing all of that together, not only in this album, everyone has yeah. a story, but but in the experience that you're trying to create for for people. Yes. Well, you know, we're some of our parts, aren't we? And our life experiences make up who we are and as we get older we just have more and more experiences yeah my my career my life has been pretty diversified you know starting out as a a a country girl you know singing to the cows literally because they were a captive audience um (laughs) and then then i traveled to toronto at the age of 18 i i left my home in calgary which was a very broken dysfunctional messed up Hmm. uh part of my life and and i moved to toronto you know and that was culture shock well, yeah, or what? yeah and i went to york university and i didn't seriously i mean that's a lot of, they've got a large jewish population there i didn't even know what a bagel was right <laughs> yeah so have you written yeah. have you written a song about that i didn't even know what a bagel was no no, I haven't i guess i'll have to think about that one <laughs> <laughs> there could be there could be money in that <laughs> There's a lyric there, I think, waiting to be found. I thought they were just donuts dipped in cement, really. 
So that the but essentially but way way out of your frame of reference and yeah it and, was yeah. yeah and I never wanted to be like I sang country for years that's how I started my my recording career after I went to York University I studied theater so I did performance did theater there for four years and then when I finished my four years I did some professional theater in and around the Toronto area. And then I decided, you know what, my music, really, that's my art, my music, my songwriting, and I need to do that. It was a need. And so I switched from, you know, professional acting and and that more of that musical theater genre to to recording. And I did not ever set out to be a country singer at all. Hmm. You know, I was brought up on country music. Sure. Yep. My my father seriously soldered the the, uh, the radio. In the, in the pickup truck to the country radio station, so we had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That is no joke. He did. Shot, shotgun, I, shotgun on the back? He, um, oh, well, many shotguns. <laughs> many you know, shotguns. When, when, well, yes, because when you have expensive cattle and you have coyotes, um, you know, and you have gophers and the wreck your, your fields. And, sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. or a cow or a horse goes down and you have to destroy it i mean yeah that's what you know that that's the kind of lifestyle that i grew up never abusive so so has music always been would you say a part of who you are yes it was and that doesn't really run in my family you know i didn't have other siblings i mean i had three older brothers and then i came along and i just was gravitate you know i mean this is really aging me but i was I was gravitated to the movies that came on TV in the afternoon, and it was Shirley Temple. Mm. <laughs> that that it was like, wow, look at her. She's so cute and bubbly, and she can sing these songs and tap dance, and, and she's in movies. And seriously, at the age of four, that was it for me. I wanted to be a movie star, you know, or have my name in lights in some shape or form. And from then on, it was like I was I was just driven. The, the piano playing came when I was nine, and then I wrote my first song when I was 11. And that was um, that was inspired by the loss of, of my father. My mm. father committed suicide mm. on our farm um, when I was 11. And, and it was after that that my music became my, my, uh, my mode of, of dealing with my feelings. Yeah. And... Um, it's really, you know, I don't know, I mean, 11 years old to be writing that kind of music to be, I mean, you've, you've got to respond in some way, right? Whether yeah. you're nine years old, three years old, or, or yeah. 83 years old. So what are you going to yeah. do? You're going to retreat, you're going to, you're going to yeah. paint, you're going to go play with your friends. What That's are you going right. to do? And, you know, Angelina Jolie's in the, in the news right now with her film, First They Killed My Father, which is coming out uh, oh. at, at TIFF this fall. And it's okay. about Luang Ung who wrote a, who wrote the book, First They Killed My Father. And she wrote it in her thirties, but reflecting mm. on her experience as a nine-year-old and what was going on in Cambodia at the time during the Khmer Rouge. And right. it's a fascinating read to Ooh. see how this, well, older woman is remembering mm. what she went through as a nine-year-old and, and yeah. you know, and, and as she grew up and as she matured mm -hmm. in, in such an incredibly horrific, you know, traumatic environment, no but, in, kidding, but yeah. in a sense, and there's a, another tie in there to Cambodia, and that was part of the reason for bringing it up, which we'll talk about in a right. second, but how, I mean, hmm, our kids... Are kids just really resilient? Were you particularly resilient? You know, to, I mean, that's a pretty traumatic event to, to have to yeah. attend to at, at 11. 
Yeah, and and I don't know if you're aware, but I also lost my mother to breast cancer four years later, and then two years after that, a brother to a heroin overdose. Wow, I mean, so I, I had I, it's yeah. How do how do you deal with that kind of trauma? Yeah, well, that, you that know kind what? Of pain. There, totally, totally, there is a resilience that is you can't even. I don't even think there's a name for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I I feel very fortunate that I was given a certain amount of, of fight in me, mm. of tenacity, um, because of my personality, I don't know, DNA, genetics, you know, like my sister who was three years younger, you know, she went through the same experience, and yet... She handled things differently right. in her life. And, well, I would say, you know, out of myself, and then I've got lots of brothers and sisters, and most of them are addicts or have been addicts, which is very common. And I just feel, um, I feel very fortunate and blessed that, uh, you know, I've had my dealings with drugs and alcohol over the years, but I've never been to that stage of being dependent on it in such a way that it's you know, it sounds to me though. It sounds to me though like you've you've had the experience the, that that enables you to understand it in a way that others might not be able to. Um, well, I think so. I mean, my father was he 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 suffered severely from depression. I mean, he used alcohol as his drug of choice, and losing a brother to a heroin overdose. You know, so I mean, I was surrounded by yeah by alcohol and drugs and. And I still am with, you know, the members of my family. You, it's, you, you talk a little bit about, or your website talks a little bit about mm-hmm. your faith. Right. Did that play a part? Did that play a yeah. role as, as an 11-year-old young woman? Yeah. In fact, the song that I wrote, it's called Take Time to Listen. And and I actually, and I don't know, I mean, I yeah, I went to church um we went to a united church, but we lived out in the country, so it wasn't like we were going every Sunday. You know, we had to drive on an 18-mile gravel road to get to church. And when you live on a farm with livestock, and you can't always get to church Sunday mornings, but especially in, you know, Alberta blizzard. But there obviously was something. And God is my choice of words to use, whether it's your higher power or the universe or whatever, but I really believe that, yeah, there was something very special that took place that day when I wrote that song, because I didn't know enough about music, I wasn't particularly, you know, eloquent or that well-spoken, but as I was grieving my father and wondering, as an 11-year-old child, why wasn't there someone, you know, i.e. my mother or another adult that could have helped save him from mm. his demise. And as I was grieving, I I was playing the piano. I'd only been playing for a couple of years. I started lessons when I was nine, but it was like something took place, you know, something very supernatural took place in the room with me that day, and I began to play, and I began to express myself, and began, I started singing, and before I knew it, I was putting verses together, and and it was such an emotional experience mm. that, and it and and it was cathartic. It was, you know, I was 
being allowed to express myself in a way that was unexplainable. And, and I think that's the gift of music. And so I knew that day that I knew, I knew that Some, something else was going on. Yeah. I knew something else. Was going well, on. you know, what's so cool and beautiful about that is whether you, whatever side of that sort of faith-based spiritual mm-hmm. fence you stand on, you, 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 you can't, you can't um, deny the experience mm-hmm. that you had. Yeah, no, right? I can't. You can't deny your story, which is essentially, which I love, which is yeah. what sort of what we're talking about here in this, yeah. you know, the song about listening. And, and, and this, this is what your new album is all about, yeah. right? This idea that we yeah. all have these stories that we need to tell, that we need yeah. to talk about if we really want to find that kind of, yeah. you know, peace or healing or, or, yeah. or, or whatever it is you call it. And, yeah. and I think that's what's so powerful about our own experience, our own story, our own sort of, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the spiritual yeah. ground that we walk on or what, or whatever it is you call it, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. When we can tap into that part of ourselves, you know, that it's hard to explain, it's hard to express and, and start to really examine it. Right. You know, I mean, to get to where I am today from those early childhood traumas, you know, I mean, I, you know, my first marriage was a mess because I, I hadn't dealt with anything, mm. you know, and I, and I dealt, and I dealt with it with drugs and alcohol and other men outside of my marriage and, and climbing the ladder of success in country music. I was so driven, you know, but those early tri- childhood events, you know, can stay with you for a long time and mess a lot of things up Mm. unless you finally open yourself up to dealing with your truth. And it was at the end of my first marriage when, when I was in my late twenties, when it was like, you know what, I'm dying here. I, I was so messed up and so stressed and ready to check myself in at the nearest hospital that, you know, finally coming to the end of my pride perhaps, or this protective shield I wore, you know, these walls. After that breakthrough, and for me, it was actually an automobile accident. I spun out on some black ice in on the Saskatchewan Manitoba border, rolled over into a oh, ditch. I mean, it's, it's like a good country, have you, song, right? It is. Have you sold the Have you sold the uh, the rights to your screenplay yet for the film they should be making about your life? This well, is, I'm <laughs> it's just crazy. Book. I'm writing the book. Okay, good for you. Yeah, glad and, to hear it. Um, and I, I've just finished my first draft, actually. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Well, yes. consider this maybe one of your first on-air plugs. Is that... Uh... Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Do you have a no, name, for, you have a name for it yet? Like, no, I've been racking. Well, you know, because everything about, I don't know, tragedy to triumph, you know, all those things, they're just so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I sur. How about I survived? I survived. Yeah, yeah. I cl- I got out of the ditch. I don't know. Where's yeah? It'll come. It'll it'll when come. Time it when yeah. the time is right. So so slid on the ice, rolled the car. This sounds like another kind of another mo- a serious moment for you. Clearly, yeah. No, that was the turning point for hmm. me, and that's when, you know, I had had. Um, you know, when I wrote that first song, I I really knew that there there was this. Um, this power much greater than me and 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 I and and then I've got involved with with a church actually when my parents when my mom moved to Calgary when she was in cancer treatment we we had to leave the farm and and that was after my dad had died and 
And then she married uh, a guy who became my wicked stepfather. And after she died, I was left with him. Um, but it was after that that, um, you know, everything started to evolve and, and to change for me because I, I found that there was some greater power that I could lean into. And I did that throughout those those teenage years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful for that because I could have been so messed up and gone the other way and ended up, who knows, in jail or something hmm. or a full-blown addict. But I went the other way, you know, I was a little Bible thumper for a while. <laughs> Or whatever, you know, I mean, I used to get teased like crazy by my stepfather, you know, like, why don't you just take your bed and, and we'll just take the bed and you can sleep there. But for me, it was a safe place. It was people who recognized the dysfunction sure. of my home and they were a community. Well, and I didn't about, have a, and I didn't have a community. And they became community. my family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what I want to know is, did they, did they listen? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. And you know what? They saw this young girl who had this gift to be able to sing, to be able to write songs. And that's where I got the platform. They gave me a platform. They nourished me and encouraged me. And that's where, you know, if it hadn't been for that, I don't know. I mean, that's in many ways, that's where my music career began because you they know, listened, they saw the gift yeah, and they, they allowed me to spread. They nourished and encouraged you. I mean, like, you yeah. know, you said earlier, I'm sorry, you know, words that we'd, we, we all could probably use hearing more often than not, yeah. but that idea of feeling nourished and feeling encouraged and feeling mm -hmm. affirmed and feeling included and embraced. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't it be a different world? Oh, totally. I mean, is it, yeah. is it a little too idealistic for us to, to be, <laughs> to be talking about that? I mean, is it too corny? You know, no, uh, I, know I don't think but so, but no, I don't think it kind so. of feels I mean, like it sometimes when you read the news, right? Yeah. But I think I see it happening more. I mean, we, we live in a in a little strata. I mean, it's very little. We're not attached. We're not a condo. We're not a townhouse. We're called a bare land strata. So they're individual You're, homes. Okay, I've never never heard of that. You live in a yeah, bare, you live in a bare land strata. Bare like, land strata. Like if I punch that up, will there be like a Wikipedia page for that? Probably. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you know, we got a little flyer under the door a week ago saying. Uh, you know, we're having a, a barbecue, bring your food and let's meet our neighbors. And, you know, and so everybody's sort of gathering, but it was interesting. It's like, we're looking out our window. People are probably looking out their windows. Who's going to be the first to go? And then I saw a couple of tables out there and they're still waiting. Okay. And then, so finally I just walked down and they said, oh yeah, well, yeah, there's a few of us here. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get my food. And, and then, you know, then a few of us go out and see it and people see us on the grass and then more people came out you know and then there's like 20 people and people are eating and enjoying conversation getting to know one another and i think that's just an example you know it's there people are wanting it they're mm -hmm. hungry for it and it's just simple things like that you know i mean it's amazing so now i know more of my neighbors and now right. i know them their names and i know a bit more about them and then you feel more apart of this little bare land strata, you feel a part of something. And I think if we, you know, we're all responsible and we're all, we all are irresponsible at the same time, because I know I, I need to do that more. I mean, you know, bless the woman that put the flyer together. She didn't put right, her name on it. Right. Like, here we are. Well, it's kind of a challenge to all of us who live in any, any neighborhood and who, yeah. who don't know our neighbors, who don't know, know the people. And listen, I'm one of them, you know. Uh, well, that's what I said. We all are. We, yeah. We, yeah, we all are. I know I'm just as 
bad as the next person, you know. I can speak it, but do I always act it? <laughs> so, so tell me about, I mean, there's so many things we got to talk. We got to talk about Cambodia too, before we get off the line. One of my favorite subjects, as most of my yeah. listeners will know, but, but so self-care, um, mm-hmm. mentorship, leadership, working mm-hmm. with women, working with women's groups and so on. I mean, it's all over your website, the quotes, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 where, where you're heading basically, it seems to me mm-hmm. too now. Um, tell me a little bit more about that as you know, what does it mean to be a life coach for you? Right. To be a cheerleader, to be someone who is an expert listener, a professional hmm. encourager. Right. <laughs> Right. Sounds like nope. I need to I need to call you more often than not, I think, <laughs> Kalita. I think yes. I I love I just love encouraging people. Hmm. You know what? That's cool. Just, there's something about telling people something that maybe they haven't given themselves to to learn about themselves or to acknowledge in themselves. I think, you know, like just like we're talking about, we're so crazy busy. And we sort of listen to each other, but, you know, I mean, really, truly listening. And the mentorship and the life coaching for me has come from my experience. When I go out and I speak and I sing, I do concerts, I do women's events, I share my story all the time. Mm. And so women feel comfortable sharing with me because I've let down my guard. They know that. I'm the real deal. And, and they just open up. They right. start to open up. They send me emails. I mean, I've had hour, hour and a half conversations by text on Facebook Messenger with people. I have helped people while they've been in psych wards and, and have still been able to, you know, do my little part. Because, and the comment that comes back to me the most is that because I've been there and I understand and I can empathize with them and I'm not judging them or trying to fix them. I'm just, I'm just sharing from my own experience. And so, you know, that for me has been, it's been, um, I mean, I was never planning, you know, it's just sort of evolved. I, I, and I, and I get great. um, It, it, I, I feel like I'm being, I'm being used for something very positive. You know? Yeah, you know, it really is the 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 splash and ripple effect. I mean, you're. It sounds to mm-hmm. me like you're now taking it to to a much more sort of professional level. Something that you've been doing yeah. forever, right? You you've been listening. Yeah. You've been performing. You've been, you know, dropping yeah. these little pebbles into the ponds of people's lives for years through your songs and your choruses and so on. But now you're mm-hmm. like, no, hang on a minute here. I, I got I got something else to offer here. Let's let's talk about doing this in a, a little bit more of an intentional way. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's, yeah, you're right, exactly. And so that's where I'm, you know, I'm stepping into that. Uh, it's kind of new for me to, to bring some structure to it. But, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people out there. And, you know, I don't, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a professional counselor. I haven't gone and got my master's in any of that or anything, you know. And I, well, I you don't need to. You're a country singer. I mean, come on. <laughs> what else do you need, really? <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, the way I guide people is, you know, and I would only do it if I felt like 
I, you know, they, it, it was a good fit for us. Right? Do you, Kalita, do you think, do you think that, you know, I just, you know, as, as we're chatting, I'm kind of hopping mm-hmm. around on your website a little bit and just astounded mm-hmm. at the, 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 the width and the breadth and the depth of, of your experience. But, and a word that I've seen a couple of times now is dysfunction. And I think about it in my own life. And mm-hmm. do you think, I mean, is it really that all of us just at a younger age, because somebody, somebody, a therapist, a professional therapist recently said to me, it's, it's all in your childhood, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all there, you know? So yeah. you, you, you got to get back to that if you really want to deal with, with yeah, you know, you do. issues, whether they're capital I or small I. So as kids, did, mm-hmm. is that what we needed? I mean, obviously we needed people not to take advantage of us, whatever that means. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. wh- whatever kind of abuse that we suffered. And believe me, I know uh, that right. when you look at the stats, they're just astounding. At, at, they're astounding. At just women yeah. and, and what they've endured. Worldwide. And men, too. And men, too. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Totally. Different yeah. kinds of abuse, for sure. But but yeah. has the ability to leave scars and, and these, mm-hmm. you know, these traumatic resonant experiences. Do you think... Mm-hmm. If we had a space like you had in this this environment, mm-hmm. this church, this community the, that yeah. that you had, would we would we be in a better place? Well, of course, I think so. You know, but but no, no group, no community, no organization is perfect, right? You know, and that's just the you know that's yeah. the, that the reality of our human frailty and you know hurting people hurt people. And right. Yeah. That's an old line now. Yeah. But yeah. It's true, it's, though. It's, yeah. It's so true. You know, and that's what one of the things I I encourage people that that I meet and in my my keynotes is that you know what? Why not work on yourself? Because you got kids, you got grandkids that are coming along. Invest in them. When you are in better health yourself then you're going to be a better parent. You're going to be a better grandparent. You're going to have better relationships that model for this new generation. You know, we always think, oh, I don't want to go back and work through all that stuff, or I'm okay. But really, we don't understand how much of an impact we have on on our kids. Mm. You know, my parents, besides, you know, the stuff that they went through, I mean, obviously they had stuff that went on in their childhood, you know, and it just perpetuates itself and it goes through the generations. My gosh, but I am bound and determined that like we just have one, one child, he's 24, but I must say I'm very proud of him because, you know, he's been allowed to feel his feelings. He's been allowed to know his parents as real people. We're not on any pedestal at all. And, you know, we all do our best, but I, I've been, determined to break this cycle mm. and uh hmm. and i and i think it's happening but it's taken awareness and work and and courage and and lots of humbling yeah for sure yeah but i think it's possible don't you well 100 percent. i mean it's it's yeah. why I, it's why I, it's why i do the yeah. podcast it's why i do the work that i do it's i mean i really mm-hmm. do believe in the power of little things and you know i was gonna yeah i didn't want to interrupt you but you when you were talking about the you know the damage that we can do as parents and i've got a 9 mm-hmm. and 11 year old i mean that in itself is an argument for the power of the little things you know, on the wrong side of, you know, the, the, the equation, I guess yeah. you could say, but still the damage we do by these, by, by not saying sorry, 
you know, can, can, know. can live several lifetimes after us. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's a incredibly profound thought that we, you know, we probably should be reflecting on more and meditating on. And I think we are as a culture, I hope we are as a global yeah. culture. I hope the world is more, you know, aware of these things and these issues and so on. But I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I think your, your, your ultimately your message of listening to other people's stories is just such an incredibly valuable one and one that we've under undervalued for, for too long. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know what? I think the new you, you used the phrase, but maybe break this breaking the cycle. Could that be the title of your new book? I'm determined to get the title <laughs> of your new book before we end our, our okay, interview today. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. listen. So I if I if I um, support your your new album, if I become you know your forty third percent of your goal, um, yeah. I also get to support an initiative going on in Cambodia. Tell me about Cambodia. Why is that important to you? What happened? You clearly, somebody's story changed your life yeah. uh, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. I heard the stories of several little girls who were enslaved, mm. you know, young girls living in rat and feces infested rooms that were serving men, you know, 20, 30 times a weekend. And yeah, that blew me away. And I just was like the big mama bear. And I was like, well, I got to do something. I have to do something. And and that led to my family and I going to Cambodia, experiencing the country, seeing what was going on there and, um, and and aligning myself with Ratanak International, which is an organization out of Vancouver here, um, directed by Brian McConaughey, who I know, you know, Mm -hmm. and they've been, you know, he's been over in Cambodia for over, well, over 20 years now, bringing aid and and tangible practical help to different communities there and then the last 10 years or so um, a lot of the work that they do have been focused on um, on restoring the young girls from the sex trade so i got involved i had a vision how was i going to help well i was going to put what do i do while i do music so i put together a music CD, a Christmas CD, and then some Christmas concerts. And then it spread a bit to Calgary where I did some major shows there. And and then I set up this whole project. And I just wanted to raise $25,000. Right. That was my goal. And it then became my life right. <laughs> for about... A huge part of my life sure. for about seven, seven years. Oh, is that right? Hey, wow. Yeah, it was a long time. It was a long time, and um, and we we were able to raise a lot of money, and 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 through Ratnack, you know, channel it through them to to help young girls be restored. And so it it really it changed my life. I I was brought into a whole new world, you know, that underground stuff that goes on. And... Two 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 hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I need to tell you about, and I mentioned to you before, but I think the book is called The Disappeared by Kim Eklund, and she almost won the Giller Prize a few years ago, and and she was in Cambodia, uh, went to the Russian market, which you probably have visited yeah. in your trip. Yeah. She sat down with a drink, and a woman sat down beside her and started to tell her her background, her story, what she'd survived and so on. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've said about Cambodia and you can say this about any place in the world, you could parachute into pretty much anywhere in the world with a camera and a notepad and make a film because everybody's got a story. And, and so this woman shares her story and Kim comes back and wins, you know, basically writes this award 
uh, winning nominated and nominated novel um, and mm-hmm. remarkable, right? I mean, talk about, yeah. I mean, that, that should be, should have been the beginning of our conversation because from that, everything flows, you know, talk about yeah. splash and ripple, talk about the power of story, yeah. talk about the yeah. power of listening, you know, mm-hmm. remarkable that you were, you were able to go on to do such incredible things with, with, uh, with the tour and the album and, 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 and raise so much money as well. It's not just about the money, of course, but, no but, uh, awareness awareness know, yeah 10 years ago it was just kind of people were just kind of starting to be aware of it that's right that's it, right but, yeah so we yeah. need to add i think we need to add activists to your website as well is that right yeah get that in your totally. bio there somewhere i know i used to have <laughs> it in there and then it's just so much like, what what a what a ridiculously uh, cool opportunity to to uh, be able to chat with you today. I it's just oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's so wonderful. Glad. What I just I love what you're doing, and uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper in your site. I we'll we'll get some more information out there. Uh, Kalita dot com k e l i t a dot com. Um, and where can right pledgemusic dot com. And I think pledgemusic dot com. Yep. And and you could just search your. I mean, it's backslash projects backslash Kalita, but you could probably just search your name there too, right? Yeah, I don't think there's another Kalita. Just pledge music, and if you put in Kalita, you'll find my project. There. Folks, we've got forty two days. Yeah, I know. I've got it because if you don't make the goal, you don't get money. You don't get the money. Oh, <laughs> is that right? Eh? Okay. All right. Yeah, it's one of those. There's the. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the, the. That's the shout out, right? It's a little nerve-wracking. I bet it is. Well, gee, you know, every day it's like, okay, is it going to (laughs) happen? And I'm, you know, I'm connecting with people. But that's what it takes because everybody's busy and life is, and it's a summer. Well, listen, I, what a, what a, what a, what an opportunity. And thank you so much for your time and and, and congrats on on this, this. on the project. And you're very welcome. And, and, and congrats again on the new book that I'm determined Mm -hmm. to help you name. So, All right. Well, good. We'll keep uh, connected. <laughs> All right. Thank, thanks for your time today, Kalina. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.